Welcome to the Bible Reading Plan podcast by Victory Point. One of the best ways to grow as a disciple of Jesus is to read and reflect on Scripture daily. We created this podcast to guide you through our daily Bible reading plan that helps us dwell in God's Word as we grow together in listening to the Spirit. Whether you're on your commute, doing dishes, or just getting up in the morning, we're glad you tuned in. Good morning and welcome to the Bible Reading Plan podcast. My name is Brendan and I'm here with Reese. And uh, we're just reading the scripture passage of the day. Psalm 104 verses 24 through 34. And then it skips all the way to verse 35b. Reese, what does 35a say? It says, but may sinners vanish from the earth and the wicked be no more. Praise the Lord, O my soul. That made somebody really uncomfortable. Okay, I did not choose these scripture passages, all right? This is what's called a revised common lectionary. Revised common lectionary. And uh, these are passages that um, this Sunday, people all over the world are going to be reading these passages. I was, on a, um, I was on a call with a bunch of other pastors, and I was referencing one of the um, passages I preached on from the Bible reading plan. And they're like, oh, I preached on that one too. And here's what I got out of it. I was like, so, and this person was in Canada. I'm like, so cool. We were from different countries and we're talking about the same scripture passages and we're both on that same journey together. Anyway, that is to say, I did not choose this passage and it's clear now why they skip over it. It made somebody really uncomfortable, right? Like may sinners be vanquished from the earth. The whole rest of the thing is just like beautiful, like prose. And then got this like negative splat right before the ending they're like all right can we just smudge that out for a second and then go to the nice lovely ending so i say we keep it in what do you think yeah i all think right, so too let's just keep it in would you mind reading that for us including 35a be my pleasure okay sweet thanks Reese. Right. how many are your works O lord in wisdom you made them all the earth is full of your creatures there is the sea vast and spacious teeming with creatures beyond number living things both large and small there the ships go to and fro, and the Leviathan, which you formed a frolic there. Let all look to you, to give them their food at the proper time. When you gave it to them, they gather it up. When you open your hand, they are satisfied with good things. When you hide your face, they are terrified. When you take away their breath, they die and return to the dust. When you send your spirit, they are created, and you renew the face of the earth. May the glory of the Lord endure forever. May the Lord rejoice in his works. He who looks at the earth and it trembles, who touches the mountains and they smoke. I will sing to the Lord all my life. I will sing praise to my God as long as I live. May my meditation be pleasing to him as I rejoice in the Lord. But may sinners vanquish from the earth and the wicked be no more. Praise the Lord, O my soul. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Reese. All right. So what do you think about this passage, Reese? What? What's uh, grabbing your attention? Multiple things. Um, okay. Verse 26, I've always wondered what they're referring to when they reference the Leviathan. Because uh-huh. it's referenced throughout the Bible. And I know yeah. it's like a giant sea creature, maybe serpent-like. But I've always wondered what exactly the role of the Leviathan was in Scripture. Yeah. yeah. It's got to be some kind of powerful sea monster. I have, sometimes I wonder, like, is that an animal that is now, now extinct? Yeah, no, that's interesting. Like, like that we don't know anymore. It's a name of something that they had, but we just 
like an animal that existed then that doesn't exist like now. the Loch Ness monster yes maybe it is a Loch Ness monster that could be hey I like that all <laughs> right a kraken or something yeah mm-hmm. maybe it's the maybe it's Jonah's fish that's still think about that. in the water somewhere mm-hmm. okay cool Leviathan all right that's one thing that you were noticing um I really like verses 27 through 28 um They all look to you to give them their food at the proper time. When you give it to them, they gather it up with your open hand. They're satisfied with good things. Mm -hmm. Like that just reminds me, I can't remember exactly where it is in Matthew, but it's like the birds of the air do not, you know, worry about where their food is going to come from. Not even Solomon had all the splendor of the flowers in the field. Like ultimately we don't need to worry because if we have faith, God will provide. And I think that's a very powerful reminder. Yeah. That's something I'm reminded of every time I go on a hike. I'm like, nobody tends the wilderness it just gets fed you know and it's beautiful it flourishes um why am i so concerned about my life you know why am i so anxious about whether i'm going to be okay like god takes care of us Mm -hmm. absolutely uh for me it was that uh uh, that the next verse verse 29 when you hide your face they're dismayed when you take away their breath they die and return to their dust and then the next verse, I guess, when you send forth your spirit, they're created and you renew the face of the ground. When you take away their breath, um, breath is the same word uh, for spirit, ruach. Ruach. Yes. And um, and in a week when we we're talking about Pentecost, my mind, my mind is automatically just drawn towards that section. What happens when we don't get Pentecost, when we don't receive the Holy Spirit? Um, they die and return to the dust. My okay, okay. Is this is this talking about the Holy Spirit or like my physical breath? Um, or does it really matter? Maybe it doesn't matter. Either way, um, God is the source of life. Um, there is no life apart from God. And then I look around in the world and I think about how many people are breathing who have not received the Holy Spirit and become Christians. You know what I mean? And I'm like, man, God has so much mercy. He's sustaining. So like at the end, when it says, may the wicked be vanquished, what is, what's communicated to me is God is upholding even evil people. You know, like the only way that people have breath at all is for the mercy of God. You know, the only reason I wake up in the morning, every single day, the only reason I'm alive now and I was, and I'm not dead since like two seconds ago is because God continues to save me every single moment of my life and gives me breath, um, both physical breath and spiritual breath. Um, God is the giver of life. I go, when you, when you take that away, we just return to dust. We just become nothing, um, lifeless. And that, that gives me a lot of hope and a much bigger sense of the presence of God than this whole, like looking behind the next bush, like is God in there. Like where's Waldo? Like is God in that little spot? Is God in there? It's like, when I look at this passage, I'm like, Oh my gosh, God is in everything, sustaining everything, um, upholding everything, providing for everything. And I would go, wow, God is, God is so merciful and God is so like big and, um, interconnected with all of it. So um, I don't know, that was the part that was um, thinking about just our utter dependence on God, our, under, our dependence physically and spiritually on, um, on the Holy Spirit.
Yeah. Uh, one last thing that kind of stood out to me back to verse 30, you said it, when you send your spirit, they are created and you renew the face of the earth. Like if we were to take that passage, literally, does that imply that, you know, every living, breathing thing on this earth possesses a spirit as an inherent part of their life? Or do you, mm. like, how do you take that verse? Um, so say more, say more about your question. Well, it kind of implies that one cannot have life without the spirit, but is that just spiritual life or is that physical life? Like, cause mm-hmm. I don't know the implications for either are pretty major. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think? <sighs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know because the, it boils down to whether or not you believe non-Christians possess the Holy Spirit of God and they just uh-huh. don't act upon it or if they lack it until they, you know, proclaim their faith. Yeah, we're starting to tread in some mysterious areas. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, the, you know, the the sovereignty of God, the om- omnipresence of God, right? Um, the way that I look at this passage, I don't want to. I mean, we could just kind of zoom out and try to look at the whole scope of scripture and stuff. But in this passage, I, without trying to defend it too much, it seems to say that God's spirit is what's upholding all life of all sorts. And not in an individualistic sense, like, like a rock has a spirit and a tree has a spirit and they all have these separate spirits. I I think the spirit of God, the same spirit that hovered over the water still hovers over creation and is sent forth to continue to sustain it and um, to uphold creation that God wasn't like a watchmaker who just set the watch up and let it tick and run. Right. Like God is the mother hen who continues to guard and uh, tend and um, watch over and sustain every living thing. Um, Every part of every inch of the cosmos is hovered over by God. That's what I see in this passage. And if there, if God is not doing that, every little, every living thing will die. That's what I see in this passage. I don't mean to explain it away theologically or like connected to this other passage. I think that's a much bigger job, but in this passage, that's what I see, which is just amazing. Right. Like, Mm -hmm. thank you God. Reassuring. Yeah. That God, that if anything is anything, uh, one of my seminary professors said, um, Nothing good, she always said this all the time, uh, nothing good happens apart from the Holy Spirit. And just a wide view of the presence of God, um, which is really reassuring and comforting. God is sustaining us even when we don't know it. Well, thanks, Reese. Thanks for diving in this passage with me. Um, I'm glad you wrote, read 35A. To me, uh, just as a final thought, like die and return to dust, I think that's what made the wicked be vanquished. I think there's just a contrast, like continue to uphold me, God, and may all that's wicked um, just fade away into dust, like everything does that doesn't have your spirit, you know. Um, And I think that's an essential part of this passage. Um, And it's okay to have parts in the passage that you feel tension or discomfort around. So anyway, everybody, today you are sustained by the living God who is in all things and in all things is um, imparting love and beauty and grace and peace into our lives. So um, may that be just what you breathe in today. May you breathe in not only your physical breath, but also the Holy Spirit today. 
All right. Let's, uh, we'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Bible Reading Plan podcast. If you have any reflections on the scripture we just read, please click the link in the show notes to leave us a voice message. We'd love to hear from you. Let me send you on your way with a blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up the light of his countenance upon you and give you his peace.